Welcome back to Diferente. This is the last episode of 2018. And in honor of it being the last episode of this year, I wanted to do a quick recap for the first six months of Diferente. This year, I had many ups and downs. It's been quite a roller coaster type of year, let me tell you. I started off 2018 with the intention that I would let inspiration take a hold of me and guide me. And that's exactly what happened. Inspiration came knocking with this wild idea for a show that would inspire people to live extraordinary lives through diverse voices and that would also awaken our human connections. I wanted to make a podcast that celebrates our differences and makes us question the norm, a way to learn from diverse perspectives and grow to live our purpose. So with that spirit, I have prepared this year in review of Diferente. Bienvenidos. Welcome to Diferente. My name is Maribel Quesada-Smith. I'm an expert at questioning everything who wants to bring more color into your life. I'll be coming at you every week with a little humor and a mountain of passion to share with you stories and ideas related to life, culture, creativity, and business that will inspire all of us to explore different perspectives. Don't be surprised if you find yourself motivated to shake things up. That's known to be a side effect of the Diferente life, and it's contagious. Now let's get to it. In the first six months of Diferente, we've been blessed with amazing guests who have shared their thoughts on what success means to them. Because at Diferente, we believe that success is a personal word to be defined by each individual only. There is never a wrong answer when it comes to answering this question. What is your definition of success? Sometimes people forget to ask themselves, what do I want? What does success look like for me? Genuinely. So I think for me, success is creating goals and standards for myself that are directly a part of my core identity and not just a makeup or a concoction of what other people think I should be striving for and what other people think that I should be aiming to achieve. That's success. Being in a space where I can be truly, genuinely happy, but also know that everything's not going to be perfect, but being able to really live in the moment, that's success for me. To me, success is going to bed with a peace of mind. I've heard a lot of people say, well, it's, you can't wait to get up and do what you love. Well, to me, it's going to sleep with a peace of mind. I think finding harmony is success. Self-care is success. I think success could be defined in many ways, depending on which way mm -hmm. you want to look at it. But if you're able to end your day with a peace of mind and you can take a deep breath and be grateful for it, that's success. I think success is something you don't really obtain physically. Physically, I think there's never enough. You want to win, you win one tournament, you're like, oh, you're hungry to win more. You make this much money, you're hungry to get more money. I think physically it's just a, it's a process more so. But mentally and spiritually, success is just kind of peace with who you are. Peace with what you've done. You don't have any regrets. You did everything in the moment to better yourself. And you're just happy with the decisions that you've made. I think that's true success and true happiness when you can look around, go to sleep at night with total peace with yourself. I define success as not being afraid to do what you're passionate about. That's it. Simple like that. My definition of success really is making the most of the abilities and opportunities that God gives me 
to love him and to love other people. And that obviously has a ton of branches on it, but that really would sum it up for me that if I, um, success for me is to, to use all that God gives me in resources and ability and opportunities to love him, to make him known and to love people. And how I define success, gosh, I mean, I would say, you know, it's being able to have a, a sense of purpose, be able to affect change in whatever way is given to you, whatever way feels like you're calling, and also have a balanced life with that. I love going back and listening to each guest share their personal definition of success. How about you? Have you found that your definition of success has shifted or evolved in any way? Is there a specific meaning that you attribute to this word? If you haven't taken the time to reflect on this seven-letter word, why not do it now? People ask me all the time, what have you learned from Diferente? And I think that's a great question, because after all, I did start this podcast to satisfy my desire to learn and grow through different perspectives and other people's experiences. I've learned a ton. Every single conversation we've had on Diferente has left me with something to reflect on and expanded my curiosity even further. Unfortunately, I don't have time to go over every single one of these moments with you today. So I narrowed it down to my personal list of 10 takeaways that I hope also resonated with you. Here they are. I'm starting off with the importance of taking risks, which we learned in episode 111 with Andrea Posey. And then you took a risk on yourself. First of all, you stopped working for a few months so that you could hone into your talent. And then you get a job where you are not necessarily at the level where you used to be on the other end in the nonfiction world. I took an interview with the scripted showrunner and she pretty much thought I was a little overqualified for the job. And she asked me straight to my face. She's like, you have all of this going for you. Why do you want to walk away from it? on this ladder, you really gonna give this up? And I'm like, yes, because it may be scary right now to take a career switch and to get on a different ladder and to have to go through the process again of starting from the bottom and building your way up. But A, I've already proven to myself that I can start from the bottom and go upwards. And B, what's even scarier to me is waking up 10, 15 years from now and seeing my peers who made the investments and the sacrifices now win and excel, knowing I could have been a part of that, but now I'm out of the game because I wouldn't take a risk or a gamble on myself. So what's scarier, like not making as much money for a couple of months as you were, or looking back and seeing other people taking and getting the things that you wanted and could have had had you been courageous and bold enough to take a risk on yourself. And there it is. Or how about the conversation that we had with Natasha Martinez in episode 106? Having the courage to stand for something, even when it seems the world is against you. Like, I'll never forget when I did um, when I did Miss USA, when I was Miss California, that was right when Donald Trump was calling Mexicans rapists and drug dealers and all of those absurd things that he was saying. And people wanted me to drop out of the pageant. And they were like, there's no way that you can represent as a Mexican, like you can't represent us at Miss USA if, if Donald Trump is the owner of that, that pageant. And it was a crazy time because again, like I told you, I competed for Miss California for four years. Like this was my dream. I had worked hard. I had, I had spent money. I had studied. I had 
you know, done everything that I could to become this best version of myself. And I was not going to let a man with a microphone (laughs) to take my dream away. I wasn't going to give that to him. And so it was my opinion that I wanted to represent Latinos and immigrants as a daughter of an immigrant by showing up to that competition and perhaps maybe having a microphone and having a spot on television to tell people like Donald Trump who maybe agreed with him that actually you're wrong. And I wasn't going to be able to do that if I didn't compete in this USA. I wasn't going to be able to do that if I wasn't being interviewed by every single national outlet that there was, telling them my opinion and telling them, you know, my story. Yet, even though I got positive response from, you know, these interviews that I was doing and people were like really responsive to my view and my choice, I got a lot of people on Twitter telling me like, you're a disgrace as a Mexican. Like you, you should take your last name away. Like I hate you, this and that. It's just so many hateful things. And again, it's because their perspective was coming from maybe a headline that they read online. And it's like, they're just so upset and so angry that they think that they can fight that with anger. In episode 125, when I was put on the spot by my husband who interviewed me, I talk about how your voice matters and why I'm so passionate about not wasting it. You're one vote, one person, one vote. Why does that weigh so heavy with you as it relates to people should be out voting, people should be involved? That's one of the things that drives me crazy. When people don't vote or they take to social media and they're like, I'm not voting because blah, blah, blah. That infuriates me. Honestly, I'm getting better because I'm trying to be more open-minded, but I used to get really angry when people, when I would ask people questions about who their governor was or who their mayor was, and they wouldn't know the answers to these questions. I would be very judgmental about it because I just feel like you really need to know your representatives. And if you don't know them, why don't you know them? Because that means you're not interested, you're not involved, you're apathetic. Why are you apathetic? I mean, these are issues that are affecting your community directly. People will tell me all day, it doesn't matter if I vote or not, Doesn't nothing changes. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Things do change. And we're seeing it right now. We're living it right now. People are suffering because of the decisions that a lot of selfish people made two years ago. And so... Yes, it infuriates me and it makes me mad when people don't exercise the right to vote because I don't have that right and I want that right. And I will get it one day. But it's frustrating to see other people throw it away. Moving on to another great takeaway. I get chills sometimes when I think about so many people who have suffered or have been touched by cancer. And then I think of my guest in episode 115, Sean Box who so eloquently puts it that you just have to live in the moment. When you're dealing with a situation that's threatening your life, there's really not a whole lot you can do other than fight the good fight and appreciate the little things. It wasn't so much like, oh my gosh, cancer sucks. It was like, cancer's preventing me from working. Like, I want to work. So it just took me time to realize you need to take a break. And that took a couple weeks to get used to. But then healing became... Not nice, but like your perspective on life was changing. People are just you know, outpouring of love. Family or friends are visiting. So healing became, I wasn't just healing. The people that are visiting me, they were healing. Because a lot of people, when they visit you, they need a break too. You know what I mean? Like, I have a cancer, 
but it, I'm not depressed. There's people that visit me that were like stressed and this and that. And it's like they get a chance to kind of stop what they're doing to come see me. And it was like, we're both healing in a weird way. You know what I mean? Everyone's life is challenging. I don't know anyone that says, hey, my life is easy. Oh, I'm happy all the time. Everything just works out. That's, that's BS. <laughs> Mine is just obvious. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's almost easier to handle as opposed to you don't know what to do with your life. So the mentality was just like, let's deal with it. We'll see what happens. You have to hope that things will get better. We also embrace the fact that your life might be shortened. And this is a balancing act. And you just have to, you have to deal with both worlds all the time. But at the same time, you get freedom to live and live like you want to live. In episode 121, during my conversation with Tom Kelly, it was a really good reminder of how sometimes we make judgments and make assumptions about people without first thinking about what it would be like to live in their shoes. And I think that is key to building stronger communities, having empathy to understand what other people are going through. We were a family that um, survived on Medicaid. Um, there's a period of time we were on food stamps. Um, my dad did not work. Uh, he's being disabled. So uh, disability insurance was, I think we put food on the table um, during long stretches. Um, the social safety is extraordinarily important. And I get, I get very cagey when people assume, oh, you know, it's just people trying to take advantage. And it's like, no, there are people who actually need a helping hand. And, and I can tell you, that wasn't because we didn't, my dad didn't want to work. I mean, there's nothing more in the world he would have wanted than to have a nine to five job that he could go to and bring home a paycheck. It just wasn't in the cards for him because of his disability. It's a shame that that we are so unwilling as a society to look at this as a collective. Like, we're in it together. It's a we. We always create this other. And people oftentimes point to impoverished families and whatnot as creating the other and look down on them and judge and accept it. But the reality is, you, the judger, probably benefited from a social program at some point, a public school education. You yeah. drive on a highway. And... That's a shame that we have we have to sort of where people are inclined to create this um, divisive attitude towards folks that um, you know got a got a bad rap. So before we move forward to our next five of the ten takeaways that I hope resonated with you as well in 2018, I want to ask you a question: Have you reviewed Diferente yet? Have you shared it with someone who might be interested in listening? If you haven't. Please take 30 seconds, press pause right now, go to iTunes or Stitcher, which are the two platforms that allow you to review shows. Click on those five stars and tell me why you love Diferente and what it means to you and what difference it's made in your life. Tell me what else you want to hear on the show. Maybe there are things or topics that you'd like to explore further, things that we've already touched on, but you are more curious about. Also, if you can share it with your family and friends, that would be also fantastic. All right, let's get back to it. So in episode 127 with Christy Harrison, who is a registered dietitian who also happens to be anti-diet, we talk about the importance of reclaiming and loving your body. She is a big advocate against this diet culture mentality of making people conform to societal standards of a body image. I've always struggled with this a little bit. If you listen to the episode, you understand what I mean. If you haven't, go back and listen to episode 127. But there was one pressing question that I had for her. 
I think it's awesome that you've set out on this journey to help people reclaim their relationship with food. But <laughs> I was just thinking about some of our listeners. And uh, if they're anything like me, they might be thinking, this is all great and helpful information, but uh, how is this going to make me skinny? <laughs> how would you respond to that question? Yeah, I mean, really, I would respond to that question with a question, which is like, why is it so important to be skinny? And what do you think skinny means? What does that mean to you? And really, when you dig under that for people, it's it's not just about the body size. It's about what we've been told the body size means, right? It's like, well, it means I'll be happy. It means I'll be able to find love. It means I'll be accepted. It means I'll feel good about myself. You know, it's these deeper things that we really want. And we have been told and sold this lie that skinny is the way to achieve those things. But really, when we take skinny out of the equation, we can actually achieve those things on their own and start working towards those things without the sort of false mediator of body size change. Like I said, the yo-yo dieting cycle actually puts people's health at greater risk. And so can we just take out this pursuit of a thin body and go for the things that you really want, that you think the thin body means, but that actually you're able to achieve and attain totally without pursuing thinness in the first place? Talk about a thought-provoking perspective there by Christy Harrison in episode 127. Moving forward to episode 114 with Christian Heavens, where we discuss how not being afraid to make mistakes is crucial to reaching your goals and how the fear of embarrassment can truly hinder our growth. Can we talk a little bit about what you just said about embarrassment? Because I think that a lot of people are afraid to pursue their dreams and chase after their goals because they don't want to be embarrassed. Whatever you put out into the world and you tell people about It's hard to say that. It's hard to throw it out there and make people aware of your dreams and your innermost desires because you're afraid of being embarrassed if you fail. Right. And you know, the thing that we have to be aware of nowadays is that we've almost, I think, through social media made failure not really normal or common or acceptable because we go through it all all day. Like, you know, you don't wake up on the right side of the bed every day. Sometimes you wake up and stub your toe. You don't talk about the simple little failures or whatever on Instagram or Snapchat. You show like the perfect lighting and everywhere, but failure is normal and it's almost necessary to continue to grow. So the embarrassment that just comes from people being, you can't think about what other people are going to think. You have to stay on your own path and take your opportunities as they come. Yeah. Embarrassment can be very detrimental to your growth, I think, as a human being or as a professional. Can you remember a time when you perhaps have been embarrassed or felt that embarrassment from doing something that you tried and maybe not necessarily won or failed at? Yeah, I mean, there's been thousands and thousands of opportunities like that as far even from, you know, the show where I was embarrassed that I had millions of people look at me just perform so poorly in a high pressure situation. Um, a lot of opportunities in golf. I really take a lot of pride in that. And, and the more successful you become in golf, the more eyeballs you're going to have on you. So those failures are maximized more so. Those lessons are maximized so much. Every time somebody brings up the word embarrassment, I go back to this conversation I had with a good friend of mine who works in radio. And she said that the bigger your audience gets, the bigger the hater pool. <laughs> So I always go back to that every time I'm starting to feel the fear of being embarrassed. And speaking of fears, throughout this first season of Diferente, I've learned that it's okay to ask for help. 
You can't always solve all of your problems by yourself. Sometimes we need professional help through therapy. And in episode 109, I talk with licensed clinical therapist Adriana Alejandre about the stigmas that we have in our culture sometimes that prevent us from seeking the help that we need. Like getting therapy to me seemed like something only people who had a lot of money and a lot of time could do. In my culture or in my family, we looked at therapy as this dark thing that we didn't really know anything about. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started going to therapy myself in college that I started to understand how valuable and how helpful it could be. But it really took a long time for me to trust the process. I know people don't necessarily agree with me, but I believe that people have to try different methods to process their stuff, their realities. But of course, everything comes to a certain degree. When you need professional help, you need professional help. A friend will not give you that same guidance that a professional counselor will. So it just, I truly believe that it depends on, on the issue and how it's bothering you. And as Diferente is all about exploring different perspectives, in episode 124 with my guest Cheyenne Woods, we talked about how it's so important to get out of your bubble so you can experience different perspectives that take you outside of your comfort zone. And I think that's so great that you've been able to experience different parts of the world and different cultures, different experiences, and have been able to get out of your comfort zone because it really does make you grow and it makes you understand people a lot better. I think it allows you to have more empathy and just overall understanding about humanity. I 100% agree. My favorite thing when traveling is just talking to people, just normal people, everyday people on the street or in the grocery store and learning about their life, learning everywhere you go, people have their own struggles and their own, you know, day-to-day -day routines. And I love just connecting with people and understanding where they come from and, you know, what they do. I think it's just so special to be able to travel the world and have those connections and have those conversations. Because like you said, it does create a better understanding for people outside of your bubble that you might live in here in the States. Early in my career, I was able to go and help out with a charity called Golf for Africa, where I went to Zambia. And um, through my Twitter and Instagram followers, believe it or not, we raised $15,000 to create a water well that is in Zambia. And they use it every day to get their water. And I was able to go and meet the villagers. And I think when you're able to see and connect with these people and you look in their eyes and see they live these lives every day and they're people just like us. And so when you can help, you have to help. And so that's something that's really close to my heart, just to be able to have the platform and take those opportunities when, when I can. You know, I did say that I've learned a lot throughout these first six months on Diferente, but if there's one thing that I have absolutely taken away is that it is so important to continue to have honest conversations with people. And it's a blessing to be able to have discourse and to be able to get real with one another and learn from one another about our own experiences and our different perspectives. So with that, I'm going to leave you with one more of my personal list of 10 takeaways for the first six months of Diferente this 2018. And this one is from episode 102 with my husband and often co-host Doug Smith. 
We talked a lot about how it's important to know that it's okay to admit that we're not happy with the path we've taken in life. And it's never too late to have that realization at whatever age you're in, it's never too late to live your passion. I I believe that it's never too late to leave the path or the road that you're on to bushwhack with a machete through a whole nother, you know, trail in the forest. You know, for me personally, I went down a, a business track for about seven, eight years, and it got me further and further away to be the person that I really wanted to be. And it's okay to to recognize that, hey, I'm not where I want to be at whatever age you are, and push the reset button. Just, you know what? Absolutely. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be where I am. I don't, all right, where I am. I don't like the way I'm, I don't like where I'm heading. Um, and, and you learn things about yourself. For me, it wasn't about, you know, funds, you know, and then having a salary, I had a great salary, but, you know, having a certain salary doesn't make you very happy. So, um, well, some people it might, but yeah, in your situation, yeah, that's your thing. Like, you know, if you want to make an impact, having a lot of money, um, unless you're going to give it away, it's not really going to help. Um, and that's what kind of what I learned personally. And what happened when you realized that? Was it super scary when you realized that absolutely. you just weren't in the track that no, you wanted to be in? Absolutely. No, I mean, it's 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 not easy to change the, the route that you're on. It's, it's, it's really not easy at all because you, you have to admit to yourself that this is not where I want to be. And I think, you know, that realization and looking at yourself in the mirror and coming up with like, that's that's not so hard. It's the action after you've realized that this is not where you want to be. I mean, how many people that are listening to this podcast are somewhere that they don't want to be, but they're going to be there tomorrow and the day after tomorrow because they need that check because they have these responsibilities. And I'm not saying that you should just quit and do something different, but I am saying that if you are are not doing something that you wake up for every day, you need to have a conversation with your spouse or yourself and, and make a change if necessary. And that's a wrap for 2018 at Diferente. It is an honor to continue to be in your ears, in your homes, in your car, wherever we are, wherever you take Diferente with you. Thank you so much for choosing to spend time with us, exploring different perspectives. If we're doing this right, then we are inspiring people and we're inspiring you to live an extraordinary life. Don't forget to share this episode with anyone who might be new to Diferente. It's a great introduction to what we're all about. In the meantime, be safe. Enjoy your loved ones. Enjoy the holidays. Feliz Año Nuevo. Nos vemos in 2019. Thank you for listening to Diferente. If you like this episode, let me know by leaving a five-star review and by sharing a screenshot of this podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Just don't forget to tag me at Adiferente Life so I can know you're listening. Hasta pronto.